Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Could I say thank you for the opportunity to, um, to, be able to come before all of you and to share about the work of the Belfast Chinese Christian Church and also perhaps um, to hear a little bit about uh, my own background as well. Maybe it's, it's a bit of encouragement to you that, you know, as the scripture says in Ephesians 2 here, it is by grace, for it is by grace uh, you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's indeed a gift of God to all of us, no matter what religion or background we are from originally, no matter what skin color you are, or what side of the divide you are on, especially here in Northern Ireland, you can all come before the Lord Jesus Christ because it's a free gift to all of us. Um, it's interesting to hear there from the chairperson about um, the fact that I've been here since 1971. Now you can work out my age now, if, you, if you're clever enough. Since 1971, and it was difficult to, to pick up the language here. I, I think by now you've picked up that I've got a very strong Belfast Northern Ireland accent. Uh, but I hope you do understand me because some of my Chinese friends don't understand me at all. Uh, they say I, I speak too much like a Belfast person. Um, but you know, um, just thinking about the past, you know, back to 1971, whenever I came over, Northern Ireland, it was the start of the troubles here. And for many of the Chinese here at that time, you know, they kept to themselves. Uh, after all, you know, they, they, they've got their own business to do. They, they work long hours. Some of them would work, uh, you know, some of them would work from about 12 o'clock lunchtime to about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. Then they go to bed, ha- have a good sleep, wake up at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, then head off work to work again. That is really the background of most Chinese people in those days and to some degree also here as during modern times as well. Now, therefore, many Chinese people, we sort of kept to themselves, and myself from uh, my own family also kept to themselves as well. So if you think about the past, you know, for Chinese people here in Northern Ireland, really there wasn't any integration at all. After I became a Christian, uh, I, I found, uh, I found my, my job, and my, I was going to say my first job, but that was my only job because I'm still in it. I'm actually... Uh, a civil servant in the Northern Ireland Civil Service. Um, so you know, whenever, I found my, whenever I started my work, uh, after I became a Christian, I was a quite young Christian at that time, I remember going to, into work for the first time in my life, going to work, you know, uh, uh, an English-language-based environment. And I, sa- I said to myself, you know, I'm a Christian, I've got to convert all of them, you know. This was, of course... Um, so happened that my very first job was on the Forest Road, you know, right in the middle of, <laughs> you know, in those days, you know, you have heard about the troubles and so on, the Forest Road, and especially it's a Roman Catholic area. So I thought I'd convert all of them and tell them about Jesus Christ, you know. But, uh, but you know, whenever I told them I was Christian, first of all, the first thing they said was, what, you're Chinese? How can you be a Christian? You know, that, that's what it was like back in the 1980s, 70s, 80s, because they would think Chinese people have their own culture, their own religion, their own practices, and how could they be Christians, you know? And so, you know, it took me a while to tell them that I'm a Christian and about my belief, but then, of course, um, they were very well versed in their own beliefs, and they were able to, you know, anything I said, they were able to come back to me with, 
you know, whatever belief they had, and I found it so difficult, and then it dawned on me. God was saying to me, Wei Kun, you need to know your Bible better. And really since then, I've been reading God's Word, trying to learn as much as I can about God's Word. And I hope this is encouragement to all of you as well, the importance of having God's Word. Because someday you'll come across someone who may say to you, tell us a bit about your belief, and you start to tell them about your belief. But then they start to have all these arguments. And you know, if you don't know your, word, your Bible enough, you will not be able to defend yourself. But anyway, you know, as I said, in those days, people always think of Chinese as having their own religion. And they were surprised that I'm a Christian. You know, this was back in 1982. Um, but that's not just all. I mean, Chinese community was quite small in those days as well, especially in the whole of Ireland. I remember in 1992, my wife and I went down to Dublin with our young daughter. She was only, uh, she was only about one and a half, two years old at that time. We went down to Dublin, drove down, we parked our car, and we saw a McDonald's, you know. So we thought, let's go to McDonald's to, have some, to buy something to eat. So my wife and I and the little daughter, you know, we, we opened the door, we walked in, and suddenly, once we walked in, you can hear a pin drop because everyone just went quiet, you know. You can sense that they've never seen a Chinese person before in Dublin. <laughs> and my wife and I felt a bit embarrassed, you know, but anyway, we went, we ordered our food, and you can sense that people are sort of pretending like this and then looking like this, you know. Um, probably they've never seen a Chinese person, or maybe they've seen a Chinese person, but to them, they probably have seen a Chinese person in a Chinese takeaway. Never seen them in McDonald's, probably. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so we got food. But that's 1992, and of course today, you know, Dublin is so cosmopolitan. And even Belfast now, if you walk down the street, you know, you can hear different languages. Um, you know, it's all changed. And to the Chinese people, originally, whenever I became a Christian back in 1979, whenever I became a Christian and I told my mom about it, she, she told me off. You know, she said to me, Christianity is a Western religion. Us Chinese have our own religion. And she warned me not to get baptized. And I wasn't baptized until about two years later. But to the Chinese people in those days, Christianity was a Western religion, nothing to do with Chinese. But the main thing is, even if you say you're Christian, don't get baptized. Because to them, once you're baptized, that's it, there's no hope. You've really converted, you've gone to the other side. But eventually I did get baptized. But that's in the past, you know. What about today? Has anything changed? A lot has changed since then. You know, as I was saying earlier, the city has changed. It's become more cos- uh, cosmopolitan. There are now more Chinese people. And at the same time, Chinese people now are accepting Christianity as a true religion now. In my days when I believed, my mom didn't accept Christianity. But now, a lot of the older generation Chinese people, they have seen our church, the Belfast Chinese Christian Church, which came into being in 10, 11 years ago, they have seen the work of the church. They have seen that their Chinese people can be Christians. And not only are they Christians, but these Chinese people who are Christians seem to be different. They seem to have love and care. You know, Ch- Chinese people, maybe like many others, can be very selfish people. You know, they, if you read any of the story of Hudson Taylor in the past, 100 years ago, you know, about the story about, you know, he saw a person drowning and fellow, fellow Chinese people would not help unless they were given money to help the people who are joining. In a sense, Chinese people sometimes can be very selfish because they want to earn money, make money. You know, you know why, why should I help him? He has no money. I don't have money either. Why should I put my hand in my pocket? So in a sense, you know, I mean, I think in general people are like that. But in the Chinese culture, people can be very selfish in the sense that they don't want to help others because they have themselves to look after. But yet, people have seen that the Chinese church is different. 
because people in there have helped those who are in need. Sometimes you have people who come in who are from very not so well off back, uh, background, and we have tried our best to help them. A few weeks ago, um, we had a case of one, uh, one person who tried to seek asylum here in Northern Ireland, and he was rejected and he has to be deported back to China. But because of the Olympics uh, in Beijing, China would not accept the person for a few months. And his case was being looked after by the Chinese Welfare Association, which is a social welfare organization looking after many Chinese in Northern Ireland. And you know, they, they tried to help the best they could, but many of the charities could not help this guy because he had no status, he's going to be deported, he has to be, but he has to stay in Northern Ireland, and there's no accommodation for him, there's no money for him. And so they came to the CWA, the Chinese Welfare Association, came to our church and asked us, can we help? And we, we, we said, of course we can help. And we offered money so that he could stay for, you know, for his accommodation every night for a while. I mean, we, we respond quickly because we know that these people are our own fellow Chinese people. But outside people don't do the same thing. So that's the difference. So that's why now Chinese people, the older generation, and some of the middle-aged uh, ones as well see that our church is different because there's a group of people there who care for people, who do things for nothing, who organizes meetings and gives food at special events for nothing. We invite people in the church not so that we can get the money off them, you know, like a Chinese, like a Chinese businessman or Chinese business. We invite people in, offer them food freely, special events, special programs, special items. Why? Because we care for them, not just the physical need, but also for the spiritual need. That's why we have a Chinese church in Northern Ireland. Some people ask us, there are so many churches in Northern Ireland, why do you actually need a Chinese church? Why can't people integrate into the culture here in Northern Ireland? And sometimes that, that is a good question. Some of you may have that question on your mind as well. You know, I used to come from, uh, I used to live on the Donegal Road area, a very strong Protestant loyalist area. And you know, down, down Donegal Road within about 10, 20 streets, there's about five churches. You know, Northern Ireland is full of churches. Why do you need a Chinese church? Well, I suppose the simple answer is this. You know, if you were able to bring a Chinese person in this church, and that Chinese person speaks Chinese only, do you think he or she will be able to understand the message? You know, if you want to reach out to Chinese people, will you be able to walk in their takeaway and tell them the gospel? For us as a Chinese church, we're able to walk in the takeaway. And once that person sees us, a fellow Chinese person, they quickly open the counter door and invite us right through into the kitchen, behind the counter, to chat to them. That's why there's a Chinese church. And every Sunday we have three services, one in English, one in, uh, one in Cantonese, and one in Mandarin. Uh, obviously, our numbers are not as big as those as the number here tonight. We have about uh, 40 people who meet regularly in the Mandarin side. We have about uh, 40 as well in the English-speaking side. And we have about 60, 70 people in the Cantonese-speaking side, all on a Sunday, uh, Sunday morning and also Sunday afternoon. And then we also have a youth group as well. That numbers about 30 young people in total. So that's the work of the Chinese church. We try and reach out to fellow Chinese because we speak the same language. But that's the present. But what about the future? We have heard about the past, present, and the future. But the future is this. China has opened up. And in a, in a while, you're going to hear a lot more about China. China has opened up, and there are many people who have left China, who have been allowed to leave China, either temporarily or perhaps illegally. And in Northern Ireland today, there's lots of Chinese people from mainland China who have come to Northern Ireland to stay 
either legally or illegally. Some of them work here, some of them have set up business here. And many of these people speak Mandarin only, Mandarin language. Whenever I came over, the language my parents spoke were Hakka and Cantonese. And during these five, ten years, more and more Mandarin-speaking Chinese are coming over. And the church now is gearing itself towards more Mandarin-speaking work. Because most of the older generation Chinese speaks Cantonese and Hakka, so now, my wife, uh, especially, she learned Mandarin so that she can reach out to the Mandarin-speaking people. And there are others in the church like that as well who want to reach out to Mandarin-speaking people. So even though we Chinese people may look the same, but we are not, we are different. Just the way you all look the same. <laughs> but you're all different as well. You know, you know, some, there are Chinese here from China. There are Chinese here from Hong Kong. Even though they're from China, the culture is so different. And there are those here from Singapore. There are those Chinese here from Malaysia. And now there are those here from Taiwan as well. So many different parts. So the work of the Chinese church is not just Chinese. It's really different types of Chinese as well. And if, if you want you know, to take anything away from this meeting tonight, from what I say is to take something in prayer, I want you to pray for the work of the Chinese church amongst the Mandarin people, amongst the Cantonese people. And especially now also amongst the English-speaking people as well. Because the English-speaking group is a young group of people. These are the young people, who were young Chinese people who were brought up through the generations, like myself, who, who was young or who was born here in Northern Ireland. And in a sense, they're Chinese, but yet they speak English. You know? So there's a special need for them as well. So pray for those three groups. But lastly, also pray for the youth work as well. The youth is the future of any churches. And today we have about 30 youth in our, in our congregation. And not all of them are Chinese. We actually have one or two local white youth as well. And praise the Lord, uh, last week there was a youth meeting. And one of the locally born white youth actually accepted Christ in one of the youth camps. Two of them accepted Christ in the youth camp. And back in April, there were, there were, seven, there were five of them as well who accepted Christ as well. So that's a tremendous work there. And we hope to build this youth up because they're going to be our future. So tonight... I want you to take from you, take home with you the prayers of the church, okay? Pray for the Mandarin speaking, the Cantonese speaking, the English speaking, and also the young people of the Belfast Chinese Christian Church. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.